welcome to Alligator Preserves, a weekly podcast about revealing yourself through storytelling, story reading, and story writing, but probably not story arithmetic, because that's not a thing. You just might surprise yourself with the secrets you'll uncover. Hello, curious listeners. This is Laurel McCarg, host of Alligator Preserves. And in today's premiere episode, we're going to talk about balls. You heard me right. Balls. But first, a little explanation about the genesis of the title, Alligator Preserves, because I think there's a, there's a story. There's a story there, right? There's got to be a story there. Why would I pick Alligator Preserves as the topic of a podcast about reading and writing and storytelling? Well, here's the story. My husband, Mike, was down in Florida in support of Hurricane Irma relief efforts. And I, of course, was most concerned about him and everyone else down there and the flooding and and what what types of creatures might get released and asked him if he had seen any, any gators on the loose. Well, he convinced me that there were no no alligators where where he was. However, he had passed several alligator preserves. Well, our oldest son, Nick, was home at the time, and he was in on the phone call. Both our sons, Nick and Jake, are pun masters of the highest order. Got to give them a lot of credit for, for what they come up with. And the minute my son, Nick, heard alligator preserves, he whispered to me, that's the scariest kind of jam ever. Well, how could I not use that as the title of my podcast? Alligator preserves. It's funny. It's ridiculous. And there's a story behind it. So there you have it. Well, back to balls. When I decided, oh, years ago, many years ago, that I was going to someday be a famous author, I discovered, this is back in 2011, that I needed to have an author platform. Now, I didn't even know at the time what an author platform was. I thought it might be something you might stand on when you're delivering your your speeches or your short stories or or what have you. But no, an author platform I came to discover was uh, your your presence online. So I asked our younger son, Jake, if he would set up a, uh, a, a website for me, not being that technically proficient, let's just say, at the time. And he said, sure, Mom, when I'm home at Thanksgiving, I'll, I'll get that set up for you. Well, this was September, and I couldn't wait until Thanksgiving, so I figured it out on my own. Got the website set up and then tried to think of what, what I would do, what I, what I would put on there. And I like doing little essays about my life and, and everyday kinds of things. And so I thought, okay, I'll write about an experience that I just had this morning. And this was in September, again, of 2011. And uh, I wrote a piece entitled Balls, which I have on my website. So let me just, let me just start with, with that. The piece starts... I dust off my Benoit balls, don my 1980s roadrunner gloves, and head down the boulevard for my morning run. I thought that I should go online to see if I had spelled the name of my cloisonne-coated jingly things correctly. I was horrified, for several reasons, when I started seeing references like pelvic floor strengthening and other not-so-G-rated descriptions of uses for these pretty things. 
evidently the correct term for the gift I was given many years ago by an old family friend, who was a guy, by the way, to help with hand and finger flexibility is bowding balls. Well, I had to look up the pronunciation for that. Uh, And once I did, boy, I just started laughing out loud. Uh, Because if the gift had been of the other type, I would not have been holding them during my run, uh, at least not in my hands. I continue. So why do I decide to run with these digital dexterity tools? According to the authors of Keep Your Brain Alive, Lawrence C. Katz, Ph.D., and Manning Rubin, purposefully mixing unexpected textures, sounds, smells, and tastes to daily routines can fire up all kinds of activity in your brain. And who doesn't want an active brain? I drop one almost immediately as I maneuver the two in my right hand while running on the tarred road. It jingles as it crashes and rolls. I panic for a moment, chastising myself for being so clumsy with a valuable treasure. Perhaps it's okay? But no, a large chunk of the lovely enamel is cracked off, revealing the inner metal casing. A metaphor, I think. Because, you know, I'm an author and I I look for metaphors and similes and and all kinds of figurative language and things. Back to my writing. I catch up to the damaged ball, lift it, and continue my downhill run, suddenly smiling as I recognize in myself my son Jake's innate curiosity about the tensile strength of things. And I digress here because we actually purchased a bouncy ball for him one year and he, he much later, oh, like maybe just a few years ago, and he's in his twenties, uh, confessed to us that he had taken a very sharp pencil and pushed it into the ball to see how much pressure was needed before it would pop. And he felt very, very guilty. I never knew this, but he felt he needed to confess it to me anyway. Earlier, back to my writing, earlier, I had been nervous about the durability of these artistic creations, which is probably why they had remained in their padded box for years. Now I knew the answer and felt relieved. I could do an easy repair at home with some nail polish. Or so I thought. On the dirt road, if I had dropped it here, I would not have made a discovery. I rotate the balls clockwise, then counterclockwise, right hand, then left. I hold one in each hand and try to keep them silent while I run. I squeeze them, I balance them, and I even consider running with one in my mouth. But fear how the headlines of my death would read the next day. The time passes quickly, and I'm surprised when I reach my designated turnaround point. It's all uphill back to the house, and I need to pee. A quick look around confirms that I'm all alone and the ditch by the side of the road is convenient. I toss the balls in my hood, drop my drawers and take care of business quickly. But then I linger. The crisp air, the warm sun, the sense of accomplishment. So I linger longer as I determine that every derriere deserves more than a moment in the sun. By the time I get home, I decide I will not repair the damaged ball. The irregular texture will add an element of complexity to the balls, which will make my brain work harder when I use them. Besides, the exposed metal looks like the shape of a butt.
And I end my piece with balls. What a funny word. I add some tidbits because I figured, you know, as an author, I would like to provide some writing tidbits to to other authors. So tidbit number one was shake things up, of course, you know, referring to the, the jingly things I was running with. Number two, remember that all material things are transient. I think that's a good lesson for everyone, regardless of what they're talking about. You're not going to take anything with you, are you? except maybe on a run. And number three, enjoy a bit of sunshine when and where you can. So I had some fun with that one and I got some interesting comments, one being from my mom. And so I I, I read this with some sadness because she's no longer with us, but she, her response was priceless. You left us laughing for 10 minutes at least, and I still can't get the smile off my face. You are as nutty as your Nana. Now, that was the highest praise I could imagine because my Nana was a truly feisty little thing, um, died far too young. But uh, in her feisty ways, my mother told me that she used to, well, she would occasionally get, well, let's, shall we say, excited. And she would yell at my grandfather and say, balls, if I had them, I'd be king. And uh, <laughs> I bet she she would have had she lived longer and had she had balls, she would have been king of some country, if not perhaps her own. So the idea of writing about balls, it, it's such a mundane topic, right? You might want to think about what you could learn about yourself from such a mundane topic. And again, I know that when I said balls, you all thought of something, so... When I write, I usually like to brainstorm things about the topic. So, you know, what might you have written down or what might you write down? What might come to mind when you think of the word balls? Brainstorm with me. Crystal balls. Dancing balls. Ballroom dancing. Ball games. Bollywood. Ball bearings. Ah, it's all ball bearings nowadays, if any of you are familiar with the film Fletch. It's one of his lines. Alligator balls. Do alligators even have them? I don't even know. I've never seen them on a playground. Bouncy balls. Oh my gosh. Okay, so that brings back a memory. I was probably five or six. I'll sit, let's just say six. It was my birthday. And dad, the father of five absolutely perfect girls, um, came home from work with a very large bag, which he handed to me and said, happy birthday, beautiful. He always called me beautiful, even though I I never felt beautiful, but daddy made me feel beautiful. Um, It was such a large bag. I I just couldn't even imagine what was in it. But I opened it up and I pulled out the most gorgeous bouncy ball swirling brilliant colors and i my i just know that my eyes were wide open and so just the idea of i can remember the texture of it the plastic texture of it the sound it made as it echoed as i bounced it on the kitchen floor of course you know immediately was told go down to the basement or go outside to bounce it <laughs> but i remember that little hollow echoey sound it made the physical engagement that i had with it all those different things that 
that the brain book talked about with um, experiencing something using all your senses. Uh, I remember on the playground, and I always loved bouncing balls. The little little rhyme would sing, One, two, three, Larry, my first name is Mary. Don't you think that I look cute in my father's bathing suit? And would throw our leg over the ball and, I don't know, all kinds of ball memories. Maybe play with your own memories. <laughs> you thought I was going to say something else, didn't you? Play with your own memories of balls and see where those memories might take you. Well, I'd really like to thank my husband, who is often mortified by what I share with the world on both my blog posts and in some of the books that I write. Nevertheless, he did all the research to get me started on this fun new author's platform, which is what this is now. Now you know what an author's platform is. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to my podcast. And I do hope you'll tune in next week when we'll talk about hair. It's a good segue from today's topic. Wouldn't you agree? Until next week, then, beware of what you spread on your toast. Bye. Alligator Preserves is hosted and produced by Laurel McCarg, with technical support provided by her husband, Mike McCarg. Follow her on her website at leadvillelaurel.com, where she writes about life, real, and imagined. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy her books. Find her work at amazon.com.